Dr. Goodson, we are back for episode two of the RISD podcast. I can't believe they brought us back. I'm shocked. Actually, I'm not. It was really good. That was I, a lot of fun. I thought it was really good. I and loved I thought, hearing. I thought we did a great job. Yeah, I loved hearing from our principals of the year yes. and getting to know a little bit more about our mariachi program. Yes. Like it was amazing. They were awesome. I think maybe only my family listened. Did your family listen? <laughs> no, mine did too. Okay, well, good. Well, they hopefully, did. we got at least two listeners. We got at least two, <laughs> two sets, sets of, of listeners, listeners, but hopefully, over time, <laughs> our audience base will grow because um, this month we are going to be focusing on our athletic programs across the district. Ooh, okay. That's going to be good. It's going to be amazing because we have some athletes from basketball to wrestling to golf that are all oh, ranked okay. nationally. What? Yes, ranked nationally. And oftentimes, you you know, I will sometimes, I know this is shocking, but I will sometimes read on social media um, critiques about, you know, our success on the court or on the football field. Um, and That happens you know, on social media? I know that's shocking. Unbelievable. Every once in a while, I'll hear some commentary. Okay. And there are so many times that I just want to shout back, wait a minute, you don't <laughs> right? know all of the amazing There's things There's so happening. much more happening. Yes, yeah, so this podcast, we're going to have three opportunities to visit with our Lake Highlands Wildcat basketball team. Awesome. Who we are, they they have a belief and a commitment that they are going to be heading to state this year um, on, you know, kind of on the heels of a phenomenal season last year in which they surprised a lot of teams going three rounds right. in the playoffs. Yep. We also are going to be visiting with two nationally ranked female wrestlers. Really? Yes, and um, it's hard to believe that there are many people in the community that, number one, don't know that we have a wrestling program, and number two, don't know that we have female wrestlers. That's quite a surprise. I don't think I knew that, to be honest. Well, I... I'm cannot... so glad we get to talk to them today, because I'm going to learn a lot. I think we're going to learn so much, and I hope our community, um, and that I hope many of our, um, maybe our elementary students who are trying right. to find that connection... Start thinking now. Yes, that maybe, you know, if football or softball or volleyball or soccer isn't something that they're passionate about, maybe wrestling will be something that they might consider, and know. after... They meet these two young ladies. I promise you they're going to be thinking about it different. And then we're going to close this month's episode visiting with a nationally ranked golfer from J.J. Pierce High School. Oh, my goodness. Preston Stout. I mean, he just competed on the America's Cup team, and I cannot wait to hear about that experience and all that he is doing on the golf course. It's kind of funny sitting here because you just feel like uh, maybe, I don't know if you do, but personally, when you hear about that kind of greatness that we're going to get to talk to in this episode, I feel like I have underperformed in a lot of different ways when it came to sports. Um, but, you know, I'll be okay. Dr. Goodson, you're, you have done very well. In <laughs> These your are life, nationally so. ranked. They're nationally ranked. I mean, ranked, this is yeah. so cool. Here's what I love most is that while these are all incredibly gifted athletes, um, I think what amazes me most is the character, their work ethic, mm. their commitment to being, um, you know, high flying both in the classroom as well as in their extracurricular. Event. Right. They're just really good kids. They're just funny. People. They are. They're just great people. And I'm blown away and so blessed that we're going to have a chance to talk to them and share all that they're accomplishing with our entire community. All here in Richardson ISD. Yes, sir. Are you ready to get started? I am. All right, let's go. One of the teams that we want to feature in the RIC podcast this month is our Lake Highlands Wildcat men's basketball team. Dr. Goodson, we are sitting amongst greatness right now. I feel now. like I'm in the middle of a really, like, just the greatness at this table right now is, I can't handle it. I can't either. I can't it's it. overwhelming. It's overwhelming. I don't know how to handle this. Well, um, we have three individuals today. We have Coach Duffield from Lake Highlands. He is the head coach for the basketball team. We have the number one ranked ESPN player in all positions across the entire nation. Number one. Wait. Number one. You heard that. The whole nation. Like number one. Not like North Dallas. Not just North Dallas. Not like not Texas. Just, not, no, not just the state. In the, the whole nation. country. The whole country. And he's sitting across from you. 
Oh. Trey Johnson, everyone. Welcome, Trey Johnson. Wow. We're so excited to have Trey on our podcast today. And then also and an incredible young man who is a part of my superintendent um, student advisory group called the TI Impact, the Impact 12 group, as well as he just announced his commitment. Get ready. What? Get ready for this. Okay. Yale University. Uh Uh-huh. Going to Yale, playing basketball and academics. Like, it doesn't get much better than that. I want to introduce you to Samson. Samson is here today as well. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, Thank you for having us here. <laughs> We're so excited. Tell us what you're doing right now to be ready for the season. Official practices just started October 26th, uh, and our players have been working really, really hard. Um, whatever Coach Duffield has planned for us, we're making sure that we do whatever he has to 100% effort with the best of our abilities because we know that we have a really special squad and to reach the goals that we have for us, it's not just going to happen to us to like that. There's a bunch of other teams who are competing mm-hmm. um, very hard to make sure that they go reach the goals that they want to reach. So if we want to hopefully win state, win district, have all these goals that we have, we got to put in the extra miles. So we're just coming in with the great mindset, putting in extra work and having fun with it. That's I love that you can have fun while also yeah. having the, you know, having feeling the urgency, but also have fun. What about you, Trey? Uh, similar to what Samson said, we're just doing whatever Coach wants us to do to the best of our ability. And then outside of practice, just getting up extra shots, doing extra things that's going to help us get better in the long run. Last year, RHS was ranked first in the state for most of the season. Um, You also were highly ranked and went three rounds deep into the playoffs. I think a lot of teams were a little bit surprised by how strong you were and how competitive you were and how far you went. This year, it's the opposite. Everyone is going to be looking to you (laughs) as the front runner. So how does that feel? And and does that change any way that you approach the season, knowing that people are going to be looking to you? It's truly a blessing, but that doesn't really matter too much. Like Coach Duffield says, it's not about what we're ranked at the beginning of the season. It's always about how we're ranked at the end of the year Mm. because anyone can be ranked super high early on, but it's not going to mean anything if you're not winning games, and that's all we really care about. We take it one day at a time, take every opponent we have seriously to the best of our ability, and to reach our goal of winning state, the rankings really doesn't matter to Mm. us right now. We're worried about how we look at the end of the year. That's great. So a little bit of what he said, like we don't care about the rankings. We're just trying to play the best of our ability every game. And it's going to be kind of harder this year because teams aren't going to – teams are going to give us their best game either way. Right. They're going to play their best no matter what. Mm-hmm. So us just having to play our best every game, not slipping up, not taking nobody for granted is going to be big. Awesome. I love that. So, Coach, um, how do you mentally help prepare them? The basketball season is a long season. We have a you know a, a challenging district with a lot of teams who you know definitely want to to be at the top of the the rankings and so just how do you help prepare them mentally as much as physically for the game? Uh, one of the things we always talk about is is just getting a little bit better every single day and so I think if our guys focus on you know having a great practice, um, being really great teammates. Uh, working really hard every single day. And if, if you just get a little bit better every single day, a lot of times the bigger things take care of themselves. And, uh, you know, that's still our focus, um, you know, being great players, bring, being great teammates and working really hard. And uh, as long as our guys do that, we, we definitely have the talent and the team to, to do really special things this season. One of the things I had an opportunity to watch you all play a lot last year. I loved watching you play. One of the things I was always blown away by, um, even when you were celebrating on the court or when there was a moment of challenge during a game, um, that you are also really good men, good young men. Um, you were kind. You always speak respectfully. Um, you are so there. There are so many kids who wanted to come up and take their picture with you, or have you signed something for them. And you were always so gracious, and took out the time to acknowledge them. Kind of tell me where, why is that important to you, and where does that come from? We're honestly just truly grateful for everyone who comes and really supports us. So we're always the type of team to give back to the fans who really care about us. We have a lot of lessons, not just on the court. Coach Duff helps us off the court, too, with a bunch of different lessons that don't just come into basketball but can help us for our future, too. So it's just kind of like a family thing, and then we have a really good chemistry together. We're always around each other. We love each other. We play as a family, and we hang out like a family, too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just been like just an overall group thing for us. That's amazing. 
I'm grateful for anybody that comes out and supports us. I'm going to take a picture of anybody after a win or a loss. I'm going to sign anything I have to <laughs> because when I was younger, I was that same kid asking for autographs, oh. asking for pictures. So, And I was able to take pictures with people I want to take pictures with, so I'm going to do the same for somebody else. Well, thank you for having that heart. Um, and you, know, you never know, too, when someone who takes that picture, you might be the very reason that they fall in love with the game or that they find a connection in a way that is very meaningful to them. So thank you for, you know, taking that time out. Um, I have uh, kids that played sports, and I know as a mom, it was always one of those where, you know, I rooted with my whole heart, but I also got so nervous. How are your families with watching you play? And are they um, are they kind of ones that just, you know, yell and scream? Or do they get nervous? Or just tell me how your families feel when they're watching you. Personally, not too much of my family are, like, huge basketball nerds, but they're going to support me no matter what. Even in a loss, they're just always going to be there for me. So I really appreciate my entire family for just always being there for me, even though they're not going to be the type of people who be like, why did you do this? Why did you do that? They're, <laughs> right. gonna, they're more of the type of people just be like, you played great. The team looks amazing. I'm super proud of you. Oh, I love that. Uh, hey, your dad's a coach, right? So how is it being like you you are this number one ranked national player, your dad's a coach, how do you handle that feedback? And and can he watch you through the eyes of just a dad or is he always a coach? Uh, always a coach. I got both worlds because my mom, she's more like caring, supportive. She doesn't matter if I win or lose. It's mainly my dad who's going to get on to me most of the time. So after any game, he always says something. Probably my biggest critic, but my biggest fan at the same time. So after every any game, win or loss, there's always something I could have did better. And then my mom's always going to be there for me to support me and tell me I did good no matter what. Oh, I love it. That's So, Coach, what does it mean for you when you have, um, you know, we as in public schools, we are so honored that we get to serve and support the kids who just come to us. And so when the magic happens and you have a group of athletes like you do here, um, how do you, how does how does that feel to have a team that comes together in a way they play well together, they have great talent, but they have a strong work ethic? Just what does that mean to you? Oh, it means the world. It's it's why we do what we do. Um, you know, I, we're not in the business for, for the big bucks. We're in the business of, of really trying to help change people's lives and and give kids an opportunity to be a part of something bigger than themselves and and hopefully you know we want to get our kids the ability to maybe go to college for free and uh, if basketball can help them do that I mean that that's such a blessing to um, these kids and as far as our team this year you know uh, we're absolutely blessed with some kids that are, you know, not just really great basketball players, but really great people too. And if you want to win a championship or do anything great, you know, it's not just about talent, it's about having great people and uh, having good character. And, and these kids embody that for sure. Well, and coach, so do you. Um, and thank you for loving our kids and pouring. And I know sometimes it takes a lot of sacrifice from your own family to pour into your basketball family. So we, we celebrate you and thank you for that. Thank you. Um, now, Trey, you are just a junior, right? So you have, you have another year, but I know you are being heavily recruited everywhere. <laughs> Any insight you uh, want to share? <laughs> now, look at that smile. smile right there. Smile. Any ideas of kind of what, you know, how is the college process looking like? Is it overwhelming or is it exciting? Just... Update us on where you are with that process. Well, it's very exciting. I just have fun with it. I, I don't think about it a lot. Like People ask, do I know where I want to go? But throughout the day, I don't think about college really at all. But, yeah, it's just pretty exciting just meet, meeting different coaches, having building different relationships, so it's just fun. Now, Samson, I had a chance to watch your um, reveal video. It was amazing. Thank like you. I. I couldn't wait for the very end when you made the announcement. You were recruited by so many um, phenomenal Division One schools, both in state, you know, across the country. Tell us why you picked Yale. Um, the process overall was a little wild, but it was truly a blessing. But there was a lot of huge factors that came into it. Education, of course, was a huge thing. There was a lot of schools that had a good basketball fit, but Yale was one of the few that was like, I could really see myself like fitting in immediately. I just felt really comfortable there. Mm -hmm. And there was a bunch of key factors like the people around, the coaches, the players, they all had a good vibe. They were focused on basketball and plus on education, they have a really good culture. And that's something I just really wanted to be a part of. I, I heard you mention um, that just even walking around the campus, that it was a it was a cool campus, it had a lot of history. Just overall, it just felt like the right fit. 
Yes, ma'am. The vibe was just amazing. All even though it wasn't more of like a modernized building, the historic factor, the value it held was just something that I thought was just really interesting to me. Oh, I love that. Now, sitting here today with Trey and Samson, coach, um, you know, these are two of highlighted players that we're featuring today. But I know it takes an entire team on that court to to bring home those wins. So tell us about the, the makeup of the whole team. Sure. We have a great uh, kind of different group of players. We have some returning. I think we've returned seven players who played on varsity last oh, wow. year. Um, and then we have some newcomers to varsity that are going to that, that play a big role. Um, a couple guys uh, just off the top of my head that are really going to have big years, uh, Quentin Perkins, is a 6'1 guard, kind of a point guard, shooting guard combo. Uh, will really be a big uh, piece of our puzzle this year. And another one is Jalen Washington. Uh, he's a junior, uh, another point guard, really good ball handler, distributor, uh, can score and, and set his teammates up, and, and a great defender. Uh, those two guys are going to play integral roles, and, and as well as uh, two other senior leaders, Warren Hamilton and Khalil Thomas are – are going to be uh, great players for us as well, uh, and then we got some new guys that are going to surprise some people and have been working really hard. That 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 will also be a, a big part of our um, of our season. Guys, um, when you think about the chemistry that you had last year, there was something special about that team and how it came together and how far you went in playoffs. Um, you have seniors that graduated. You have some new kids that are coming on, as Coach just mentioned. So how, what kinds of things do you do to kind of create that chemistry where you are functioning as a team again? Um, you Maybe even functioning better than you did last year. How does that happen? Um, it's really just a lot of the things that we do off the court. There's a lot of guys – that we added on to varsity that like we're honestly kind of used to hanging out with a lot so the chemistry is kind of already there we go through a lot of mistakes there's a lot of bumps but it's how we push through it instead of just folding in adversity we push through encourage each other and we really just work our butt off and that's really how we all gain chemistry and then we all encourage each other we have fun while doing it and that's really going to lead a lot to us having a really successful year uh yeah some little bit what he said hanging out off the court because you can't just build chemistry on the court. You got to know how a person is off the court, too, as well. And then just everybody having the same goal, it was kind of easy to bond. So, like, if everybody had the same goal was to win state, then everybody was pushing for the same thing. Everybody can hold each other accountable to get to that goal. Mm -hmm. So it was easier to bond. You three are amazing, and Richardson ISD is going to be rooting for you the entire season. I know this superintendent is going to be at as many games as possible. I love the sport of basketball, and I love when we do it really, really well. So I cannot wait to see the Wildcats play. Dr. Goodson, can you, like, I'm, I'm just in awe. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't even know how to add to that because it's just what, what I really appreciate about the three of you is that family value has really driven you coach and and gentlemen to be the athletes that you are and the kind of you know strong young men that you are and so to see how that all comes together that's what makes you such a strong team you guys are all in it for the same reason and you're in it together and so i just have to compliment all of you for doing such an amazing job because that's as as the parent of an athlete this is the most you could hope for a team that cares about each other, a coach that is driven, that takes care of character development and team development. It's lightning in a bottle with you guys. And so I'm in awe. I respect you guys so much because, first of all, I could never do what y'all do. I was never that talented. But it's just really cool to see success come to people who really have earned it and deserved it. And so just congratulations to all three of you Thank and the whole team. The whole and team. the whole team. The whole team. Yeah. And with that, we will say go Wildcats. Yes. Let's bring home that trophy. And I hope you all have the best season. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Dr. Goodson. Yes. I could not be more thrilled to have our next set of guests with us today. I'm pretty excited about this, too. Do you have any idea that we have two female nationally ranked wrestlers right here in Richardson ISD? Are you serious? Two. We have two? We have two nationally ranked wrestlers right here in Richardson ISD. Okay, we have I am so one impressed. at Lake Highlands, and we have one at Richardson High School. Wow. Yes. How did that happen? That's amazing. Well, we're going to find out how it happened. You know how we're going to find out today? No. Because they're going to be right here on the RSD podcast. 
So with us today, I want to introduce, and it's my honor to introduce, Fernando Lopez at Lake Highlands along with Coach Kevin Wainscott. And then we also have Akila Moore with Coach Mike Roach from Richardson High School. And welcome, all four of welcome, you, guys. to the RSD Podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. We're Thank so you. glad y'all are here. Glad to be here. So I want to start off with our two wrestlers. First of all, why don't you tell us your name again? Tell us a little bit about why you have a passion for wrestling and how this became like your thing. My name is Akila Moore. Akila, are you a sophomore, a junior, I'm a, a senior? I'm a sophomore. Sophomore, at awesome. Richardson High School. You're a sophomore and you're nationally ranked. Unbelievable. Thank you. Um, She's awesome. Never nationally ranked at anything, Dr. HR? Never. Okay, well, so like, you never. something on your She's as a already sophomore. a sophomore. Yes. National rank. So tell us how you came to love wrestling. Um, so I actually um, started out with MMA, and wrestling was one of those things that I didn't do at a young age. And so I started actually seventh grade, and I really liked, um, I really enjoyed it um, a lot more than I thought, really. And I just kept going, and here I am. I love that. So cool. Fernando, tell us about your experience. Are you a senior? I'm Fernanda, and yes, I'm a senior this year. Um, I actually started wrestling my freshman year. I didn't even know that the sport existed. I did gymnastics for like 10 years since I was oh, wow. four. So I never knew about wrestling, to be honest. From and gymnastics to wrestling? Yes. Okay. So I did one year and a half of jiu-jitsu in eighth grade, and then I stopped that because I wanted to commit to wrestling full-time mm -hmm. the first year I didn't know anything so I was just going with the flow I was mm -hmm. asking questions to the guys because I was one of the few girls in the team I was very motivated that first year and then the second year that's when I started taking it seriously um COVID hit but I still went to like other places I met Aquila and now I really love and enjoy the sport. And you are ranked seventh, correct, in the nation? Yes. That's incredible. Wow. So tell us how, like, if, if someone's never been to a wrestling match, um, how do you go about not only being, like, you know, ranked in the state, but also ranked in the nation? Like, what does that look like? Who do you compete against? How are you matched up with other female wrestlers? And so can you just share a little bit about that? Yes. This just happened this summer. So this isn't going to be, like, the first time I'm up against girls that are, I guess, now I'm better than them. Because mm -hmm. years before, I was an underdog, and no one knew my name. No one knew anything about me. So really, this year is going to be, like, the first eye-opener for me that I am, like, part of the best in the nation. That's that amazing. you are that person, right? Yes. So on a typical meet, like, you have a wrestling tournament, how many wrestling matches will you have? In a school meet, three to five would be the most... National tournaments, though, it's a little bit different. Um, last year in preseason nationals, um, I ended up having eight matches. Um, and that's where I All-American and placed sixth. As a, as a freshman, you did that? Yes, ma'am. That's incredible. Coaches, um, from your experience, how long have you been coaching wrestling? And I'm, I'm hearing both of these phenomenal wrestlers find their love and passion of wrestling a little bit later in their educational journey. Um, so how do you go about recruiting and let everyone know what a phenomenal sport this is and that it can be accessed by all? I've been in it for a while, so I would say 20 20 years or so and it, it's a process and, and it changes throughout I think a lot of it is just word by mouth and so a lot of times they don't know that there is wrestling what I try to do is anytime our kids are on a platform or they're walking out I tell them hey bring your medals because it's kind of an eye it catches their eye and then the kids start talking to them about it and it's like well we go to these tournaments and, and if you play you get these medals and so they get real excited about it but as far as uh, recruiting um, we do kind of two different things one I try to bring the kids in like hey you should come out and wrestle and this and that and some of them could feel a little bit overwhelmed so what I do is I have the wrestlers talk to them to get their point of view of what, what wrestling's about man. because for yeah. me it might be a certain feeling and from them they might be a little bit more comfortable mm -hmm. coach wayne scott let me ask you you know wrestling is something that uh, it's you know kind of a much bigger sport sometimes it's perceived to be a much bigger sport in the northeast or in other areas of the country um and so a lot of times our youth don't really know a lot about wrestling and they might think about what they see on TV and that that's what wrestling is. But if you could, in a nutshell, describe 
wrestling and why wrestling is such a phenomenal sport to someone maybe who doesn't really know what it is, what, how would you describe it? What would you want people to know about this sport? Uh, there's a saying in wrestling that uh, wrestling is for anyone. It truly is, whether it's guys or girls. And part of that is because there's a weight class for each individual. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people, kids that I try to pull out of the hallways um, and I try to explain to them what wrestling is, they get scared because they think they're going to go up against the heavyweight. Right. right. I, I tell yeah. them, no. You I'd be to... intimidated too. Big time. Yeah. Exactly. So, no, I try to tell them that, no, you're only wrestling somebody that's the same pound for pound size as you strength as you, and uh, that usually kind of settles some nerves down for the kids. Does that also apply for, so uh, just because you're a sophomore doesn't mean that you'll wrestle sophomores. It, because it's by weight class, it doesn't matter what grade they're in. Correct. You, if you're a freshman, you could wrestle a senior, but at least they're but the same still, weight as you. Got it. Okay. I would love to hear from our wrestlers. I know I can imagine that there is a ton of physical preparation that goes in you know to to prepare for a tournament but maybe share a little bit about like even the mental preparation um what does it take to mentally um for example like do you study your opponent do you study like are there you know game films that you watch where you're watching what their moves are or is it really you settle on what you're good at and then you're responding in the moment to what your competitor is bringing forward um so yeah you can um study you can watch um film it's actually on flow wrestling um and they i mean they track back all the like national tournaments and everything's recorded um so yes you can basically search up or stalk your opponent um (laughs) but i mean lately i've found that it's actually more helpful if you don't pay attention to who you're wrestling because it gets in a lot of people's heads and so um if there's a certain move that like this one person's good at you know um, you need to keep that in mind, but that doesn't need to set your entire wrestling style. Mm-hmm. You need to keep your own style and make them, you know, work their way around it, you know, not okay. the other way around. And I feel like if try to get them to play your, yeah. your strategy, N- yeah. not overthink it. Yeah. It's, okay. yeah. So, I mean, I just find being laid back about it, um, actually is better. Fernanda, what about you? I think the mental is really big on my game. I never study the other person, so I do the same thing. Of course, it's like, oh, she's ranked in the nation, but I don't really pay attention to it anymore. I know what I can do. I know how hard I've worked for it, and I know what I'm good at and what I'm not. And actually, at Fargo, one of my coaches texted me before the match because I was really nervous. Mm -hmm. So he was like, just look up, look at the stands, and see how many people are looking at you. Just breathe and think about the things you've done. Mm. And so in my videos before my match, you can see me just walking around, like getting loose and just taking in the moment moment in. Yeah. I love that. Because you can't be nervous in a match. It's really going to mess with your wrestling. So coaches, how do you prepare these outstanding athletes? Um, I'm assuming that, again, based upon their weight class based upon their individual gifts, their talents, that you adjust kind of their strategy and the moves that work really well for them. So how do you bring out the best in these athletes? I think a lot of times you get stressed and then you just lock up. And so with our guys, anybody can win, you know, you can be the underdog and come out on top. Um, with, With that being said, I just tell them, go out there and do your best. Just let it happen. And a lot of times it takes a few moments and it might be maybe the kid before, but once they get on the mat, you're live, you know, mm-hmm. it's just you and that person. Um, if, if you don't pay attention to just that and you see like, oh, there's fans over here and all these wrestlers and this guy's huge or mm-hmm. that, yeah, you take yourself out. So there's a lot of mental. So you just go out there and just, just have fun, work hard. And then at the end of the match, Whoever wins, wins, and who doesn't, doesn't. So, but you got, you can't be stressed out. Have fun, you know, like Fernando was saying with their coach, you know, live in the moment because you only got up to four years to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So, coach, you got anything? Agreed. Live in the moment. And then uh, one of the strategies we do is we put our athletes in high stress situations during practice. So, a lot of it happens mm-hmm. in the practice room. Mm-hmm. And the kids do a really good job of pushing one another and trying to we, we recreate, hey, we're going to the Richardson Roundup and we're you know, that's a that's a top tournament in the in the division and we gotta go out there and um, be ready to go. So we kind of put ourselves in match by match position okay. to try to 
in our heads put ourselves in that position to prepare. Kind of like situational. Okay. Right. You know, you're in that. a situation, what do you do? And, and then a lot of it's on the athletes, you know, just, I mean, if they're a freshman um, and they're thrown out there on varsity, that's really tough. So, I mean, that's very, really nerve wracking and they got to go out there and figure it out. Then each year gets better and better as they evolve and get more matches, get more matches under their belt. Exactly. Now, Coach Winscott, I know you were you were a state champion and a national champion wrestler, right, in high school? Yes, ma'am. And then you also wrestled in college. I did. Um, so tell us about your own experience <laughs> and why wrestling was something that you were passionate about. Oh, man, it's a great question. Um, wrestling's done so much for me in my life. Uh, at a young age, I was diagnosed with dyslexia and ADHD, and... Um, I went to Camp Ozark, and one of the counselors there um, came out and seeked out my dad and told him that I did really well in wrestling and told him to put me into a kid's program. So I started wrestling in second grade and found wrestling in high school, did really well in high school and got recruited, went to Oklahoma State and wrestled and had a great career. And then I've been coaching ever since. So it's been it's been a long journey, a great journey, but I owe everything to wrestling. It's really done a lot for me, prepared me for life, and it's my career now, and I love it. Oh, that's wow. amazing. And I love that you are now coaching others and yes. inspiring others. Same inspiration. That, like you can go you can go to college and there are college scholarships right. for wrestlers. And I don't know that many people in our community understand what an incredible experience this is. I would love to hear from either one of you as our, you know, national I want to keep saying it again, our two nationally ranked wrestlers. Um, do you all have hopes and aspirations of maybe wrestling in college or pursuing more after high school? Yes, that's my goal right now, go wrestling college. And to be honest, I think it's also new to coach Wayne Scott, like girls wrestling. It's completely different. So we wrestle a different style. It's not folk style like the high school, hmm. like the United States style. It's a freestyle, so it's pretty much like the Olympic. Okay. With oh. the Olympics, too. Okay. And, and, of course, talking to college, talking to coaches, getting to know the schools, looking up what school is the best, and... So right now it's I'm in that process, mm. but coach is helping me and keeping me calm because it's it can get over overwhelming. But yeah. But I love that you're gonna potentially have that opportunity. Like that's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. You wanted to add something, coach? I could tell. Oh, it's just so much fun to watch her go through this process, and um, she's she's so inquisitive and asking questions, and she's doing all of her research at home. Um, so she's she's doing her homework and and really excited about this process. As much as she talks about being nervous, she's 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 doing great. That's amazing. Akila, what about you? I know you're only a sophomore, so you have a couple of years to figure yeah. it out, but maybe are you thinking about wrestling in college? Oh yeah, of course. That's that's like my main that's my main goal right now, um, to wrestle in college. And um I mean the women's wrestling is growing so fast. Iowa just opened up their first uh D one women's program. Wow. Um and I'm hoping like Penn State and um, Arizona State will follow up too. Um, those are probably the top three I'm looking at. I hope all of them will have D1 women's <laughs> wrestling programs by the time that I graduate. There you go. It's amazing. They better get the, they better get ready. They be coming. Akila's coming. Um, I would just love to ask this question of all four of you, maybe to close us out. In terms of at the end of your wrestling journey and as coaches, your wrestling experience and as you coach your athletes, what do you think are the things that you have learned from this sport, maybe just beyond being an effective wrestler, but what are those other maybe life skills or those uh, just things that you've learned about yourself um, that you think directly comes from this experience you've had as a wrestler? Wrestling has probably taught me um, a lot about mental toughness and just, I mean, pushing past, um, like, I mean, injuries and um, or just, like, the pain of, um, of, like, working out every single day. Like, not a lot of people do that, but now I get excited for it. And also, Dr. Gritson doesn't know what that feels like. I have no clue what you're talking about, but I, I, I love it for you. That's great. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a big thing. And also, I cut weight for um, wrestling tournaments, and um, now I've done it the wrong way, and I've learned from my mistakes. And mm. I feel like I learn a lot about nutrition and um, that. how to eat correctly and um, just what kind of foods I'm putting in my body and my system and how that affects, like, my wrestling. Oh, I love that. So you're saying you don't eat canes every day? <laughs> that's true. Okay. I don't eat canes right. every day. Every other day. Every <laughs> day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, got, I have what a plan about, now. That's right. What about you? I think right now I'm, like, learning more about enjoying the sport. Mm. Um, 
like in gymnastics, I didn't really enjoy it. But now I get to go to practice, see my friends, meet new friends, because now I train with the Kila <laughs> and enjoy the program I'm in. Be more laid back, I think. Hmm. Even though there's a lot of practices going on and it's very hard, but I think I'm looking more at, on the good side. Mm-hmm. Coaches, uh, what would you want? Either athletes that are looking at maybe do I want to join wrestling or parents who are wondering if, if wrestling is the right sport for their family. What would you want them to know might be the outcomes or the things that they might leave with outside of just you know becoming a, a competitive wrestler? within all sports, but focused on wrestling here, that wrestling truly prepares you for life. There's so many scenarios through discipline, perseverance that this sport teaches you. Being a one-on-one sport, there's still the the team proponent of the sport, just with all the different angles and life scenarios that this prepares these kids for life going forward after high school. It's a great life tool to have. A lot of it's confidence. You know, they come in and, and it's a process, it's a journey to see where you're at and where you end up. And like Coach says, <clears throat> it does prepare you for life because you're in a situation where you're battling you're battling on the mat, mm-hmm. but in life you're battling. And so we do a thing, or I tell the kids, I said, you know, when you, you're on the mat, you're trying to win, you're going against your opponent, but your number one opponent is what, Akilah? Yourself. Yourself, because you mm. want to better yourself. Yeah. And so every day you're trying to beat the person in the mirror, and the same token, after your match, you should be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, did I give everything I got wow. or do I have something I have to work on? So, But, yeah, it's a lot of building, and it's the journey, and, and everyone thinks it's at the end where you get on the podium, you get the medals, and that's, that's icing on the cake. That's awesome. But it's like starting out, where have you gone, where you're doing, who your practice partners is, because yes. it is, wrestling is a family, even from school to school. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to battle each other. Yeah, there's a healthy sure. rivalry. Yeah, we, we, healthy we're going to, we're going to go out, but in the same token, we're, we come from the same stock, so we're trying right. to help each other out Absolutely. and try to promote, well, like we said, promote wrestling. You so. can even see just in the way that the four of you are interacting with each other that it is totally a team effort. And, yeah. and the life lessons that you are coaching, it's working. The, these two amazing athletes have a confidence level that a lot of kids don't have, or sometimes it takes a lot mm-hmm. longer by sophomore year, there's so many things that can be confusing, but like you know exactly who you are and what you want to do. Want to articulate here are the Absolutely. mistakes I've made, and here's right. what I adjusted at as a sophomore. As a sophomore. And as a, like that's incredible. So I mean, what what you are doing, coach, coaches, <laughs> is working. That's These amazing. are two amazing examples of the of the mental and physical aspects of this sport that have to be read. I just have to know because I know as a mom, my oldest two sons. They played baseball, and one of them played baseball in college, and they were both pitchers. And, you know, when they would go on the mound, I would have to, like, drop my head because <laughs> I would get so nervous. So are, tell me about, like, how, do your families love to watch you wrestle? Do they come out, and do they support? Do you hear them when you're wrestling, and do you hear them from the crowd? Or what does that what does that look like and feel like? They come to every single match, and they love wrestling. Most of the times I don't hear them, but when I am, like, walking on the mat, half of mat, like, during the match or something happens, and my mom's, like, screaming at me. Um, she screams in Spanish, so it's very... <laughs> I can hear what you're saying. You yes. can discern who when mom's talking. And yes. Yelling, yes. It really, I don't know, it just calms me down. But oh. when I talk to her after, she's, like, very stressed out, and my dad's like, you should have done this, and he's just very excited about everything. <laughs> I love It's that. really nice. Yeah, yeah um, my dad is really, really supportive. Um, he will basically do anything. If we have no money at all, he will make sure that I get to a wrestling tournament. Wow. Mm. Um, my brother also, I mean, he, he comes to support, even if he has to leave his friends for a little bit to come to a day trip. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, he still he still supports, and um, he's always asking me, like, how I did and, and everything. So I really appreciate it. Well, shout out to your families. And Absolutely. I know they yeah. must be so proud <laughs> that they have a nationally ranked um, wrestler in their family as well. Coaches, tell us when, because I hope one of my outcomes in, uh, for for doing this, this podcast interview right here and, and ha- featuring you all mm-hmm. is to make sure our community, our RSD family, knows how incredibly special 
wrestling is. And again, if these two wrestlers are just any indication of the experiences that you all provide to our athletes, um, I want them to know about that. And I want them to, you know, I, I hope your numbers triple um, because that. we have a, yes. a, a, an opportunity to showcase this. So if we have anyone out there wondering, when is the next time we can come support one of our wrestling programs? What is the best way to get that information? Do you have a tournament coming up anytime soon? Where are you in the season? Just how can we come watch? We have two kids club programs in the area. Uh, one's at J.J. Pierce and at Lake Highlands. So they can sign up and start wrestling on the mat, kindergarten through eighth grade. If they just go to any of our campus websites, they can click on wrestling and find your schedule. They should, yeah. Our okay. schedule's there. And like uh, Coach was saying, we're starting to. When we have a big tournament uh, at Richardson, uh, it's going to be Saturday, November 19th. Uh, we'll probably have 2,000 in the building. We have like 15 varsity guys, varsity teams, uh, 13 girls team, and then JV, you always have a ton. So, um, But we'll definitely put it out there. And like Coach said, uh, the club kids or the, the club for wrestling, that's a huge start. If they get in there, it's fun. And they can even do tournaments at that age too because it starts uh, as early as basically five years old. And then the time they get to the high school, that kind of helps us out too. Oh my goodness, this is incredible. I I would be remiss if I didn't ask, is there anything else that you think that just our community needs to know about wrestling that you would want Richardson ISD to know um, about this phenomenal sport? Is there anything we didn't cover today? I know for middle school, you have to like choose your electives and everything. And actually, women's wrestling is not up there. So you have to put go on the boys' side and put wrestling. Well, we're going to fix that. Yes. <laughs> See, that is a great outcome of this podcast right here. We can fix that. We can fix that choice card. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> yes, we can fix that. Thank you for telling, like, thank you for saying something. And we're growing, like, Coach and I have full teams, and sometimes it's hard. Um, but I think once once the kids come come into the team and they, they see what it's about, it's just word of mouth. And, you know, if you're – if you do well, then they kind of get noticed. And we're still trying to get noticed uh, through the school. But I think the, the biggest thing is when they come in, you work hard. And we get kind of kids that don't fit in necessarily. They're not football. They're not this. Mm -hmm. And they come in, and they're kind of unique and different. But when they come into wrestling, somehow that's their niche. Oh, I love that. And so they then, find their connection. They do. And then, you know, they come in, and, and they're they're great as, like, a group. Um, a lot of times it's pure. Uh, they do a lot of stuff with each other as far as, like, doing technique and wrestling and, hey, what's that move or this and that. So I know we do our part, but there's also kind of behind the scenes with mm -hmm. the kids doing their stuff. The kids, the kids recruit themselves, and it's word of mouth. Like, Fernandez single-handedly – recruited the whole girls team at Lake Highlands High School. I mean, she's Way was to go. a nicely done. One one woman show to 15 girls on the team and a full full team, so wow. Wow. That's incredible. I think you need to hire in human resources. I need someone like that. <laughs> I need, need that kind of recruiter. Yes. My goodness. We'd be fully staffed. We would be full. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> what I would say to the the parents and the community is just to just try it for the kids because it's such a uh, fun unique chemistry amongst the kids and they truly get to be a part of something and then like i said earlier in the show that they have these tools for the rest of their life whatever it is if it's for girls and teaching them self-defense and confidence and then maybe even for the guys they all they're a bunch of macho guys they want to gain muscle right lose lose some weight and trim up that um, just come out and try it, and you'd be surprised how much you'd actually like it. I love That's that. Cool. I, 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 there's nothing that makes my superintendent heart happier than to hear you all talk about how you found a connection. You have found a, you know, an, another um, a way that, you know, coming to school every day, and you have found your group. And that is really what I hope we can provide for every one of our 37,300 students. I want every single student to feel seen. Um, and I hope you too feel seen. I hope you feel celebrated. We are so very proud of you. Fernanda, you were also this year's Lake Highlands Homecoming Queen. Yeah. Congratulations uh, to that. Congratulations. That's incredible. And I think, again, that just speaks to so many times 
um, we stereotype or we have images right. and thoughts in our mind right. about what something is and what it isn't. And I hope this episode of the RSD podcast has maybe just dispelled some of those and that everyone has an open mind to what maybe wrestling the opportunity that wrestling can provide. And I am I am just so very proud of you. Coaches, thank you for loving our kids. Thank you for being who you are and instilling in them these skills that truly are going to help them navigate their future. I am just, I'm incredibly grateful. And I don't know how I am so blessed to be the superintendent of this district with these four amazing humans. I'm in awe. So thank you all. Thank, thank you all you. for thank being a part you. of this. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Dr. Goodson, we are going to be bringing home today's podcast with two extraordinary guests. I can't wait. I bet you can't wait. Okay, we today have a Pierce Mustang um, at our table, and I want to introduce you and our Richardson ISD community to the, the. Preston Stout and his coach, Stephen Buchanan. Thank you. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Great to meet you. Yeah, you too. You may or may not know, but we have a phenomenal golf program in Richardson I've ISD. Heard. I've heard. And Coach Buchanan and Preston are a part of that team. So first, I would love for y'all just to dig in a little bit and tell me, first of all, like, how did you get into golf and why golf? And how did you find your passion for it? Uh, yeah, so I, I grew up playing, not golf, like I played football and baseball and basketball and all like the, you know, kind of normal sports. Uh, and I just started hitting golf balls one day and I mm -hmm. just kind of fell in love with it. So I... My first sport to quit was baseball, and then I quit basketball, and then played football my freshman year, and then quit after that. And it it, it looked like it seems to work out. So, I, yeah. I think it worked out yeah, well, buddy. Choice. It worked out too bad. Yeah. So I mean, I just fell in love with the game and and the challenge and how much practice it takes, and mm -hmm. kind of just out there by yourself. So there's not really anyone else to blame when when things are going bad. So uh, yeah, I just I love it. Now, are, are, were your parents familiar with golf? Was your dad a golfer? Like, how, how did your family support you in this? Yeah, part? my dad, uh, he used to be a pretty good golfer. Now that he has kids, he's, he's not too good anymore. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's what but yeah, really happens. Kids can do yeah. that to us. Yeah, yeah we he, lose our free time. Yeah, he always took me to the range when I was younger. Um, but, yeah, he, he loves golf, so he they support it 100%. That's awesome. So, Coach, tell us a little bit about the golf team at Pierce and what does that look like? What is your role in, in supporting their growth? And, like, how do they practice? Like, you can't, you know, like a, to get in nine nine holes or 18 holes after school. You don't school, just run to the mat class. and yeah. practice that. You right, can't yeah. just do that. So what, how, do, how do you support them in, in their growth? Yeah, that's a um, question with a lot of different answers. We have between 40 and 50 members oh, wow. uh, of the golf program. Big. Really? Yes, sir. Uh, Has it always been that big? This is my sixth year at Pierce. I've, I've always been, I've always been a coach that I don't mind the numbers, sure. mm -hmm. and so I've always thought that one of the the only way to grow the program is to help kids that that aren't already at a Preston Stout level, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Like when 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 Preston came to us, like he was already in the top five as okay. a freshman. Okay. Wow. And so, um, and for Pierce, that's that's saying something because Pierce is usually strong in golf. Yes. Mm -hmm. But there's so many others that they pick up golf late in life, right? right? To your point from earlier, um, a lot of people don't know that we have golf in high school. Mm -hmm. A lot of my classroom students are like, you're the golf coach? We have, we have Wait, golf? That's a thing? Yeah, you have golf. And so primarily, uh, I would say one of, the, one of the biggest challenges, especially early on, is, is the transportation situation. Okay. We can't just go to the MAC. Right. right. To practice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You should um, go to the B field and exactly. yeah, yeah taking a, yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, trying, you know, getting parents on board with, um, you know, you're, you're the transportation, mm -hmm. okay. um, is, is one of the most difficult. And, um, a lot of times what we do is we set up carpooling. Right. right. One of the cool things about, you know, I think probably most of the communities in this district is everybody kind of knows everybody. Yeah. And so, you know, getting, you know, having, you know, being comfortable with, uh, students, transporting other students uh, has never really been too big of an issue. So, um, so that's kind of practice mainly like on the weekends after school, like when, when do you mm. get those practice rounds in? So it's, it's always during the week. Okay. okay. Um, primarily at Sherrill park. Um, occasionally we get to, you know, we get to be at Canyon Creek country club. 
we've started this year kind of going over to Firewheel a little bit, uh, which is a little bit farther, but that's where we're holding our district tournament. So Got it. getting the practice in over there, there a makes sense. With the course. Yes, yeah. sir. Yep. Cool. Um, and so um, the, the, other, the other challenge is the, the UIL restrictions. Mm-hmm. We're only allowed eight hours a week after school. And, you know, to, mm-hmm. play, to play nine holes of golf takes usually a minimum of two hours because we walk. Right. We're not allowed to ride. Um, and so, you know, trying to squeeze that in, um, and, and get enough practice in inside those eight hours, um, can be a challenge. And especially this time of year after the time changes. Yes. Yeah. And then it gets dark early. Dark so early. Weather and all of those things. So who do we compete against? So when you say we're about to have a, a district championship, who do we compete against? So it's all of the schools in Richardson ISD okay. and Irving ISD. In our district, we have Jesuit as well as Holland Park this year. So really, all of our district, they have golf teams that they also bring forward in. That's correct. And so there's ultimately, if, if let's say, you know, Pierce wins the district golf tournament and then you move on, is there ultimately a state venue? There is. There's uh, there's three different levels. There's there's district and then there's regionals. Okay. So they take the top two teams from, from districts one through eight for our region and uh, we'll compete. And then they take the top three teams from the regional tournament. And that goes on to the state level. That's amazing. Preston, what does it take to be a good golfer? Like, what are the skills? It's a lot of hard work. Since it's an individual sport, you kind of have to manage your time on your own. Because, like, basketball or football, you have kind of a time set where you're going to practice. Uh, so, yeah, you have to do it all on your own. I mean, of course, when you get to the high school level, uh, you have a scheduled practice, but that's only three days a week. Okay. So you can't just practice three days a week and be good at golf. So, yeah, you have to manage your time well and uh, – yeah, it's a lot of hard work. What about like the mental toughness? I know when I'm watching, you know, golf tournaments on TV, um, and I'm a novice at it, but when I'm watching it, um, I hear a lot of the commentators talking about like the mental aspect, because like you said, it is an individual sport and the discipline, the self-discipline it takes even mentally. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, you're out there by yourself, um, and unless you have a caddy, but most, most of the time you're out there by yourself. So it's really just about staying calm and just being confident is a big thing for me. Um, if you don't have confidence, and I mean, I don't think you're gonna, you know, you're not gonna play very well. So yeah, just believing in yourself and staying calm and not letting those like little things get to you, and just letting all the other holes just kind of just letting it go. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah. Can I can I jump in? Yes, hey, please, Pre- Preston, please. Talk about how um, playing other sports growing up might have attributed to your uh, mental toughness. For me, playing other sports, uh, it's like the competitive part and like the pressure of, uh, I mean, I've grown up playing other sports. I was like used to like that pressure yeah. mm-hmm. um, and being like one of the main pitchers on my baseball team and being out there on the mound in the ninth inning, having oh to gosh, having yeah. to throw strikes. Yeah. Uh, it kind of They're feeds into that. They're counting on you that. for that third out. Yeah, yep. exactly. So yeah, uh, that definitely feeds into my golf game and definitely helped me be the golfer I am today for sure. That's amazing. So what um, what are some of the physical like workouts and things that you do to physically be prepared to play the game of golf? Yeah, um, golf, definitely. You don't have to be as big and strong <laughs> as uh, I'd say like football. But um, I mean, if you're if you got to walk 36 holes in the summer, it's 110 degrees outside. Yes, you got to have a little stamina. Tough. Yeah. So uh, and definitely nowadays is golf is getting long the courses are getting longer you're gonna have you have to hit the ball farther definitely have to be in the gym now uh just to keep up with like the modern golf so yeah you definitely definitely got to be in the gym a little bit coach tell us how do you coach your athletes like how do you you know what kind of feedback are you giving them on the golf course during practice and then what is your role or how does your role maybe shift or transition when they're you know when it's a, a live tournament it's it's not it's not too dissimilar from from being in the classroom as a classroom teacher uh you kind of have to you know be able to, to to diversify your your teaching right based on the ability level of of the students and i experienced that big time uh like preston alluded to the individual nature of golf um you gotta know as a coach where everybody is mm-hmm. and you know what buttons to push mm-hmm. and there's there's things that I can suggest to Preston in a, in the middle of a tournament that I can't suggest no. to other players. Yeah. Right. And so um, a, a lot of a lot of my time um, as a, as a coach is is just trying to figure out where they are. And um, so many of so many of my guys or girls they all have private 
swing coaches. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, sometimes they I have. Didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> sometimes they have, you know, like just like a personal trainer. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so a lot of my job is to, in some respects, stay out of the way mm-hmm. of, of, <laughs> of what they're doing. I mean, these parents, some in some cases, are paying lots of money right. for these personal instructors. Sure. And so um, I, I try to be a part of that team, so yep. to speak, to, to figure out, hey, what are you working on with, yes. with your guy on the side? And how can I facilitate that, that growth? That's amazing. Well, thank you for that commitment of doing that both in the classroom and on right. the golf course. That's amazing. We have to take a minute and just really celebrate I feel like your we need greatness. To brag here, yeah. I know this. It's a, like I'm blown away. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in you know awe that we are. I feel like you're getting a little giddy about. I this. am a little bit. Look like, how excited some, you are right I'm now. Really this is so am. funny. Preston Stout is the number two high school player in the country according to Golf Digest. Wow. In June, you won a second consecutive Byron Nelson Junior Championship. Um, it was held at the Lakewood Country Club in Dallas. You just a little bit later won the CT Pan Junior Championship down in Kingwood by 13 strokes. You were also the only golfer to finish under par. Wow. Did you hear that? I heard it. Yeah. Um, You, uh, with a a fourth place finish in the Junior PGA Championship and fifth in the U.S. Junior Amateur Championship, you were asked to join the national team at the 2022 Junior President's Cup in Charlotte. Did you hear that? I heard like, it. He was asked I, to join the national team. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, uh, it was definitely the the best uh, <laughs> golf experience of my life. I mean, just all the support from all the members there and uh, just how competitive the tournament was. I mean, it was the best 24 golfers in the in the world, so junior golfers in the world. Mm-hmm. So so it was, it was really awesome. Uh, and I, <clears throat> the big thing probably that week for me was just – I kind of proved myself that I mean I was I can compete with anyone. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was really awesome. Uh, and then we got to actually go to the Presidents Cup after the tournament and meet meet all the guys on the U.S. team and <laughs> watch so go cool. inside the ropes and watch them and kind of see how they handle uh, uh, their practice rounds before tournaments and got some tips from them. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. What were some of those yeah, tips? Yeah. Like, what did you observe watching them do? Yeah, their I thing? mean, uh, it was a lot of stuff about how they just prepare for tournaments, just like how they go about their practice rounds and how they kind of manage a course and kind of break it down before they play. So it was, it was really cool. That's amazing. Um, now, you are not done playing golf after high school, right? That's correct. Um, I hear that you have a, an incredible scholarship opportunity to play where next year? Oklahoma State. That is amazing. And so do you do you see that this is, you know, would you love to see maybe even past college you continue to pursue golfing in some kind of way? Or is this really kind of just a passion and let me use it to help me get through school and then see what happens or kind of what's your future plan? Oh, yeah, I hope I'm playing golf for a, for a very long time, uh, especially now with the whole live tour and how much Money, money's involved in golf right now. Like it's, it's really awesome what they're doing, how the how the game's growing. So, yeah, I definitely hope to play for for a while after college. So. I think that that is one of the things that I've watched, maybe like in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that we're old, but uh, you you keep saying that word and looking at me. But okay, go ahead. We've lived a little, a few years <laughs> yeah. that we've just really watched the popularity of golf like take Absolutely. off. Absolutely, um, and it's fun for me to see that we have. Um, you know, amazing individuals like Preston and like Coach Buchanan who are fostering that and that golf really is accessible to all. What would you want if, if you, if someone, you know, maybe there's a parent out there or maybe there's a student out there who's never thought about golf, what would you want them to know about golf and why it's, it's a great thing to, to play, why it would be something you would recommend for others? It's a, it's a great sport. It takes a lot of mental toughness and a lot of practice and it really, it uh, forces you to ha- become and have like a really good work ethic. Uh, so that just feeds into a lot of other things in life, not just golf. Um, and you can play golf for a really long time. So that's great. Uh, unlike some other sports. So yeah, I, I, I love it and I would recommend it for anyone for sure. So. Mm. Yeah, I want to echo that. Um, and, and anybody who plays golf as a hobby, you know, as a profession, um, I think that they would tell you that it imitates life in so many ways. Um, it's, you know, it's the only sport where you get to call a penalty on yourself, if right. you're honest. Yes. Right. And so 
Um, and that's just, that's just a single way, um, you know, where you've got a, where, where, where your integrity and your character can, it can stand up and, and shine through. And, you know, that's, you know, the, the, the whole individual nature of, of golf, it's really hard to, um, to understand unless you're a golfer, mm-hmm. um, but you're all by yourself, yeah. you know, you, you, you have to, you have to deal with the, uh, the ups and downs, uh, that, that every single round throws at you. I mean, even, even the, a guy's accomplished as Preston, he's not going to hit it perfectly every time. And so in order to get the most out of a, out of a round, um, he's got to be able to, uh, to deal with the successes as well as the uh, the mess ups, mm-hmm. right? Because both things are going to happen all within a round, right? The, yep. the best players on the in the world don't make a birdie on every hole they play, <laughs> yes. right. right? Right, and they they make they make mistakes. They hit the ball out of bounds, right? And yep. yet they're still the best players in the world. Yes, and, and, and they have to understand how to deal with with those successes as well as their failures. Oh, I love so that true. lesson. Um, I want to also take a, a moment. Um, when we, when we think about like a, a golf tournament, like, a, you know, we, most of us are used to watching like an individual. So when the Pierce Mustangs go to district, mm-hmm. what does that golf tournament look like? How does that, how is it scored? How is it, it's not, I'm sure it's not a scramble how, how does style. How does like, Pierce win? Yeah, how does Pierce win? What does that look like? Every team is comprised of five players. You take the top four scores okay. of the five. And, and college is set up similarly. Okay. Um, college, college will do a little bit more um, match play. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, which yeah. is which is one of the things Preston experienced at the at the Junior Presidents Cup, where it's a, a more of a one on one situation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and you can earn points for your team based on if you can beat the guy you're playing against. Okay. Whereas um, in high school, it's all it's all total team strokes. Okay. So um, obviously, like the lower he can shoot, uh, the, <laughs> the more that that helps the team. That's good. We as, like as that. Whole, that. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. It, so it kind of a, it's a cool thing because it's kind of individual as well as being a team. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is both, and that's um, like the the last two years. Um, well, two years ago, we finished second in the region and made it to state, and it was the third time ever that Pierce had made it to state championship. We finished seventh in the state, and Preston finished second individually. It's hmm. incredible. Missed it by one shot, and then last year. Last Coming year, back for revenge, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, last year we came up one shot short as a team, but Preston made it individually and again finished second by one shot. So he's got back-to-back second-place finishes at state, so he was still so fired up. <laughs> this guy made an unbelievable shot, chipped in for an eagle, wow. that, and that's what it took to beat Preston last year. And as okay. we're walking off the course, he goes... Who do I even have to beat next year? Like I'm coming back for, for blood. Okay, I'm not done. This is not should. over. When you're looking at different styles of play, match play versus stroke play, do you, does that change the way you prepare? And does that change your thinking mm. from from even just one hole to the next? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it changes how I prepare, okay. but in like the round itself, for sure. Like you can play a lot more aggressively because uh, you're it's just like hole by hole. Yeah, so just one hole. At you a can time. play super aggressive versus like in regular stroke play because that after you play that hole it doesn't really matter what score you made good point so okay even if you lose the hole by three shots it's really just you lost the hole so it's just one so yeah you can play a lot more aggressively and it kind of changes your mindset but yeah it's, it's a lot of fun for sure yeah I do want to ask you another question about OSU. So first of all, why OSU? Because I'm okay. sure you had many more offers. So why OSU? And also, I know golfing is your passion and you see yourself doing it um, for a long time. But what do you hope to major in and, and maybe kind of, you know, use as a support for your golfing future? Uh, yeah, so why OSU? Um, so I really just liked, start off with like the school part. I just really liked like the whole kind of vibe of Stillwater and like the people there were super nice and it's kind of more like on the countryside of things which is just like <laughs> yes. right up my alley that's cool a lot of places to hunt and fish that's like <laughs> right up that's my thing uh, that's greatness and then uh the coaches were just awesome um they're super supportive and I can just tell that they, they they know a lot about golf and they both played on tour so I just I loved them and then just the guys on the team were super cool too. That's awesome. One of my really good buddies who's also in my class is going there. So oh, good. That, oh, helped, great. that helped a little bit. Um and then just the course itself was probably the biggest thing. Karsten Creek was just so much better and 
than any of the other places <laughs> that I that I'd visited. So it's a pretty cool place, and I can actually I can deer hunt on the course. So <laughs> oh that was stop a, it. Now that's another huge Hopefully thing not in the middle for of me. Round, though, right? <laughs> yeah. like, no, okay, well, just, I don't know. We'll maybe see, you but. could. <laughs> it's a fair question. I think but, Preston could do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, so so that's why. But yeah, I just loved it, and I I can't wait. What do you think you're going to major in? Uh, I I don't know yet. Something probably to do with business, maybe finance. Um, yeah, I haven't really completely figured well, that all out yet. Well, when you earn that tour money, you're going to need to know how to, that's you know, right. how there to you manage go. it. So <laughs> that right. makes sense to me. There you go. <laughs> that that's makes awesome. sense to me. Coach, is there anything else you would just want to add just about Preston and maybe what you know makes him such a special athlete? It's a rare thing to have uh, your best player also be your hardest worker, mm. uh, especially in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of times the the best kids know they're the best kids, and and so they kind of they 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 do the the bare minimum to right. stay the best. Yep. And um, because that's good enough. Yeah. And um, the the impressive thing to me about Preston is. Um, being good enough is not good enough. Right, right. He, 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 There's he, a drive. That's right. He wants to be. He wants to be the best in the country, not the best at Pierce or not the best in Texas. Right, and um, maybe the best in the world. And you know that's infectious. You know the younger kids can see that. And uh, um, and from a coach's perspective, it's it's great to be able to say, "Hey, this guy didn't get here by accident." Yeah. Right. Look at how he works. Right. You want to be at that level. Here's an example of how to do it. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. I want you both to know I'm just blown away. Um, I I can speak, I think, for both of us that it, it's incredible when we have an opportunity to sit across from a staff member who just pours into our kids and loves our kids and supports our kids and just approaches everything with just a genuine servant heart. And I hear that in all that mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. say, and, and I know that that is exemplified in your action. So thank you for that. And to have an opportunity, um, you, I just, I hear what you do and your passion for what you do, the maturity that you have as a senior in high school to approach the things the way that you do, I just have no doubt that you are destined for greatness. Thank you. Um, and to know that I had a chance to sit at a table with you and, Amazing. you know, just talk with you. I, I've learned some things today, um, and that is, that's just a huge honor for us. And so I wish you nothing but the best. I am going to, like, get your autograph because I do think it's <laughs> going to be worth Absolutely we are. Yeah. And as soon as we're done, we're going to go out back, and you guys can help me with my chipping. <laughs> not good right now. Dr. Goodson will be in a uh, golf tournament coming up soon and representing RISD. Oh, so I need gosh, you to I, I need you to provide him a little bit of tutoring it's help really there. Bad. It's really bad. It's hard. It's, it's hard. not an easy game. Yeah. It is not an easy That's game. I need both of you to help me with this. Well, thank you both for being here and sharing what it is that you do and what you're so passionate about. We celebrate you, we applaud you, and we can't wait to see what is ahead. Um, if we wanted to come support the Pierce Mustangs at the up coming or really any of our RSD mm-hmm. golf teams at the upcoming uh, district championship when is that taking place and how do I go about watching it the district championship will be uh, it's split up between boys and girls okay um, it's it's the last week of March for the boys and uh, the first week of April for the girls it's it's played over two days it's 36 holes it's free okay awesome <laughs> just show up it just show up um, it's so funny because I've actually had a couple of uh, coaches from other districts ask um and they're trying to schedule their district around art i mean it's going to be like a college tournament with jesuit and highland park yeah right. that's a good the, point the, the the level of of players that are going to be there um the the state slash nationally ranked players that we will have in that one that's event true. the sad thing is only two teams get to advance of those three schools be tight so it, it will be it, Dang. it will be fun Oh, okay. Like I was just like, all in. All I did. Sudden, I did. Yeah. I was like, I was all out. in. I was gonna go watch, but now I'm gonna like, fan, like, oh, well, Actually, I, no, I, feel I have confidence. Y- y'all are gonna do great. I, the Pierce Mustangs are gonna make it through. I have such confidence in these two right here. Well, again, thank you both. We cannot wait to see the season ahead. And Dr. Goodson, thank you again for just supporting this amazing opportunity to talk to um, our school district and to showcase all the things that are happening and um, with that we are going to sign out and don't forget I am always here to serve and support you.